Uh, uh, you do know um, Lynch just struck a deal with Netflix. Yes. Oh, I'm surprised you haven't brought that up already. That happened a while ago. Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah. What is it called? It's called like... Uh... Wisteria. Yeah, that's right. So people are thinking it could be potentially Twin Peaks season four. Oh, really? <laughs> you sound worried. <laughs> uh, what's the connection to, to Twin Peaks? Uh, there is no connection. People think it might be related to Twin Peaks <laughs> because there is no connection. <laughs> Welcome to episode 13 of the podcast, Twin Takes, in which we will discuss part 12 of season three, Twin Peaks, The Return. I'm here with my uh, Twin Peaks, uh, David Lynch, Sherpa, Garrett. How are you, I'm Garrett? doing very well. How are you doing, Kabir? Doing well, thank you. Doing very well. Uh, and uh, this episode... Uh, not very good, uh, in my eyes. I don't know what your thoughts are initially. Yeah, I, like usual, I'm having a hard time. I, I really need you to jog my memory, yeah, about what happened. I did, I happened to look, you know, I told, I promised I wouldn't get sucked into the Twin Peaks debate, online uh, debates, but I happened mm. to look at what everyone was voting on Reddit for, Fan favorites. This was the lowest rated episode, I believe, oh. of the entire series. Interesting. Uh, the entire Interesting. season. The entire season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I might uh, agree. I might agree with the. Yeah, I mean, I can see why. Now. It. Uh, this was the first time I've made a few comments where, you know, I, I check the the time code. Yeah. Of how much is left because of how bored I am. This is also this is the first one where I was so bored. I looked and saw what episode we were on and how many episodes were left because I was like, I can't, I can't keep watching this. That's amazing. It is. Uh, uh. I still loved it. It's still better than most TV I've ever, I've ever seen, but um, I think it was part one of a two part episode that they just cut in half. So a lot of it doesn't make any sense. I, I don't, I didn't find a lot of stuff that didn't make sense. I found a lot of stuff that was just uninteresting. There was a scene towards the end that that did not make any sense. Yes, we'll have to talk about that. Uh, yeah, uh, but let's wait. Let's start with what we do know, which is uh, the FBI. We start with yeah, uh, a lot of plot, a lot of plot revealed. You should be eating this stuff up. I, you know, uh, too little, too late. Honestly, the blue or the rose. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we kind of figured it all out. So we are we are two thirds of the way in, and now we're just getting basic information not only about this season but about the series <laughs> two-thirds of the way into season three <laughs> it's like and you know i always compare this to game of thrones it's like season three of game of thrones someone is like you know so there's a monarchy and it's unclear who's going to control the country and actually there's different factions that are competing for power like someone is explaining that to you yeah. that's what it felt yeah, like yeah. it's finally happening yeah. um the FBI folks are sitting around, and we've got we've got Deputy Director Lynch, his his guy Miguel Ferrer, mm -hmm. and uh, Tammy. Yep. And what they do is they they're inducting her into the uh, into the fraternity of the Blue Rose. Yeah, yeah. 
the Blue Rose Task Force. To the so Bureau, to the Bureau they toast, which I always like. Yeah, they, nice they start, they start twice, they, they toast twice. First they start by saying, let's toast to the to the Bureau, which I thought was a little, a little dumb. I mean, I've, I can't imagine toasting to my place of work. And, and, and Lynch starts giving some background information. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically explaining what it is that what we've been calling the X-Files unit uh, does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which kind of begs the question, what has Tammy been doing? I mean, she's been assigned to this unit. Well, I kind of thought that she knew that she was part of a special unit, but she didn't even know the name of the unit. Yeah, well, you know, it's double secret undercover stuff. I guess. I mean, you know, yeah, maybe it's like tryout, you know, like we'll see how you do maybe. and then we'll cut you loose if, you know, if, if you're not cool with, you know, the crazy homeless people <laughs> appearing and reappearing and the sky vortex. then yeah, maybe you're going to have to take, yeah. you know, maybe you're, you're better suited for regular, FBI just regular, work. regular murders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she's got the right stuff. Uh, so let's let's go over some of this backstory. So they talk about the 1970s project. It's called Project Blue Book. Mm. Uh, where they were supposed to investigate UFOs, um, and they determined that there was a there was no threat to national security. They, and then there's a line that's like, "So basically, it was a cover up." Yeah, <laughs> so everyone's like, "Yep, yep, yeah, yep. yeah." So I guess Tammy knows that there are aliens, uh, but uh, <laughs> but but everyone in that room at least agrees that that the idea that there are no aliens is insane. So then they then they create an FBI military joint group yeah, joint task force yeah. to examine the things that the project blue book could not explain. Mm. And they call this blue rose. Yes. Uh, and they explained that Gordon uh, had three agents in it. Uh, Miguel Ferrer, mm-hmm. Coop and Jeffries. Okay. Right. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Cause I know there's one other person. Well, there's, there's also the guy that disappears in yes. fire walk. Yes. With me. Yes. Yeah, maybe maybe that person was also listed here. Yeah. Chet. I, I had remember. to Google him because I was like, "Oh, is that Chris Isaac?" And it is Chris Isaac. Yeah, Chris Isaac. Yes. Yeah, I think they mentioned that person as well. But basically, then Lynch goes on to say, uh, "I stopped hiring people into the task force because they kept disappearing." Yeah, yeah. Which is which is fair. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? It also makes you a little bit worried, you know, after you just uh, about to join this fraternity of. Yeah, and you've got David Lynch, who's who's pretty insane for sure. I mean, uh, Miguel Ferrer, who's like a huge burnt out asshole, and now and now they're like, Tammy, you want to join? You know, I'm the only one left, but uh, you want in? I'd be like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he he offers Tammy a role. She agrees, uh, a little prematurely, I think, but I know, uh, right. but she she signs up. She's excited. Like, yeah. Um, well, did you notice the strange bit where I think it's Lynch says, we've been watching you since high school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a weird move. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Well, like the FBI is like checking out SAT scores and. No, I think David Lynch went to the high school and used to watch her. <laughs> no, no. Well, how would he know? How would he know to go to that high school and find her? I think he went to that high school and was like, "Oh, I got to explain why I'm here. Oh, I'm recruiting a woman for the <laughs> no, I won't. I won't hear this. How dare you, sir? All right. Well, I'm going to bring it up again later, and it's going to make a lot How more dare sense. You. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> so be, bar- be prepared to eat your words on the David Lynch is not a sex criminal <laughs> trade of thought. 
yeah, maybe. You know, I actually I thought this was kind of interesting. Some I don't think it's true, but someone said that whole point about Tammy mentioned or whoever mentioned that they've been watching her since she was in high school. It was almost like it was Tammy's dream. Um, like she was dreaming with the red curtains, with the strange mention of watching her since high school. She was exact, you know, her reaction was really exaggerated. I don't know. So this whole scene didn't take place. I mean, I think it's possible. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of weird elements to it. All right. Well, then we've just wasted about 20 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's in the show. It must mean something, but yeah, I don't know. All right. Uh, I'm also going to hold this, hold you to this too. If it's in the show, it must mean something. No, I stand by that position. All right, all right, all right. Oh, we should say so. They ask. So. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. is an important part. So they, they, um, yeah, they also ask Diane to join Blue Rose, and she looks around, and then she holds up two fingers. Yeah. Kind of weirdly, and then she says, "Let's rock." Let's rock. Yeah. Which was actually written on the car that Chris Isaac disappeared near in Fire Walk With Me. Someone had written Let's Rock on that car. So once again, I don't know what that means, but yeah, it means something. Uh, I don't think it does, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if I get proven wrong. We'll um, so uh, later on, uh, sticking with the FBI crew, later on in the episode, we go to um, David Lynch. In his hotel room, and he's hanging out with uh, a French hooker. No, we don't know if she's a prostitute. Uh, yes, we do. No, come yes, on. Yes, we How is she? Okay, explain to me how this woman is not a prostitute. I mean, she could be, I don't know, she could be a spy, right? I mean, deputy director of the uh, FBI, well, I mean, you know. Uh, okay, I mean, is that better? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she's a prostitute, though. Here, here are the optics uh, of what's going on. Yeah, optics aren't uh, Miguel good. Ferrer comes and, and knocks on the door. Uh, David Lynch is having a glass of uh, two glasses of red wine with with a much younger woman. Mm, very good looking woman. Yeah. Uh, yes, very good looking woman who is all over him. Mm-hmm. Miguel Ferrer comes in and he kind of like, you know, he doesn't force his way in, but he kind of like insists his way into the into the room. Mm-hmm. And he's like, can I talk to you, you know, in private? And Lynch is like, mm, OK. Uh, and then says, says, uh, asks her to leave and says and says, I'll call you at the bar. Which is also a pretty big hooker flag for me. Why? Why? Why is that a? Because I mean, okay, let's assume that they're just regular people. Right. She has no room to go back to. She has to go back to the bar. That's the. She has no room to go back to, so she's not there. She's not a fellow guest. She's not staying there. I mean, if you, you know, if you meet someone at a bar and you go up to their room, and then the work guy shows up. <laughs> You don't say you don't send her back to the bar and say, wait for me. I'll call you like there's no world in which this makes sense. Well, maybe she's not. A- you know, he's the deputy director of the FBI. She's like, well, this is an important guy. I'm sure he has an important meeting. Uh, I, I no. can't you know, I'm not ready on to this crazy task force. Yeah, I got to go downstairs and wait. No, 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 no. There, no, that's it. This is impossible. So what? So what? He's 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 coaxed this woman up to his room who is much more attractive that, to, than than he is. Yeah, yeah. Because he's an important FBI figure. I don't know what Lynch is telling these women to get him, get them upstairs. Yeah, I have no idea. She's also a French woman in in uh, the Buckhorn Ritz Carlton, or wherever the hell they are. <laughs> she also, also, you know, she just doesn't. She doesn't just leave. Yeah. 
she, she has no problem being asked to leave, but she takes her time and makes every effort to appear interested in David Lynch. She's smiling at him a ton. She's, you know, showing off her assets a lot. Mm. She's like, she lifts up her leg at one point and shows her, shows him her, her heels. Yeah, I mean, this goes on goes, for a long Trey, time. Yeah. Trey, she like a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then she, she even like fixes her makeup before she leaves yeah. And good for Miguel Ferrer, just like just like staring daggers at her, like what the hell is he happening? He really is. He's just staring there, standing there. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes condemning the whole the whole event. Yeah, maybe she's a prostitute. I don't know. I'm being won over. She, she is definitely a prostitute. Hmm. I've never been so, more sure of anything <laughs> in this show. All right, I'll concede the point. <laughs> All right, people people get shot and killed and they come back to life. <laughs> Death is not a certainty. This woman being a hooker is a certainty. <laughs> All right. It's a truth that I can cling to. It's a life preserver in a sea of of, of craziness. <laughs> okay. This right. old man is paying for sex. All right. All right. Well, all right. She leaves. Um, <laughs> uh, she she takes an extra sip of wine and he goes, "It's a good one," <laughs> which is really weird too. Yeah. Uh, and then Miguel is just staring at him because he's <laughs> just violating the law while on work while on a work trip. Yeah. Uh, and he makes a joke. First, he makes a uh, first he makes a, I can't hear you properly joke. Right. Elfair just stares, just stares daggers. Yeah. At what him. does he say? He says something about kind. And Lynch assumes he asks him what the time was, and he tells yeah, him what something time like is, that. And they just stare at each other. And, yeah. And Miguel Fair just stares at him. Yeah. I'm not putting up with this. And then he tells a different joke. He explains who she is, which is what she's. The daughter of a farmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and their farmer, I don't remember, some sort of convoluted, something mildly involving a kidnapping. Yeah, kidnapping, yeah, yeah. I had a problem with this because he makes light of it. He makes a joke about it. Yeah, and then it's something about a farmer because he makes a joke about turnips. And he says, like, oh, I'm sure she'll, she'll turn up. Yes. And then David, or Miguel Ferrer just stares at him and she, and he goes, uh, she didn't get it either. Yeah. And then he makes a joke about how many languages are spoken. He's like, there are 6,000 languages spoken in this world. Miguel Ferrer just keeps staring mm-hmm. at him. And then Lynch puts his hand on, on Miguel's shoulder. Mm-hmm. and says, sometimes I really worry about you. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Yeah, I don't get that line. I don't know what that means. Honestly, if, if their relationship was different, I would see that as like a, like a, like a hushing up a subordinate line. Sometimes I like uh, something, something ill is going to become of you, Albert, unless you tell the line and let me uh, bang hookers on our work trip. Imagine if you go and you see your boss and your boss has like, is like, is letting a hooker out and you're just like, you're like, what the hell's going on? And then your boss like makes some jokes and you don't laugh about it. And then your boss puts his hand on your shoulder and it's like, it's like, Garrett, you need to just relax. Oh, no. That is code for, that is code for like you're cool, right? <laughs> no, no, no. But the body language wasn't that. There's no menacing tone. It was my interpretation was he thinks that Albert is too uh, Ferrer as, as we're calling him, the actor is too obsessed with you know all the death and murder and everything that's going on on their cases while 
you know, Lynch, 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 Lynch knows to enjoy the finer things yeah. like a prostitute. Yeah. No, no, that's no. And I'm glad you brought that part up because I had forgotten. And then that's the plausible explanation for why she's not a prostitute. She, you know, he found out that she's on some sort of missing case. He drops that he works for the FBI. He doesn't have to say that he's the deputy director. Then, of course, she would be interested. <laughs> that's in That's even worse. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know what these guys do. Uh you know, and then he, you know, offers to help her. You know, and he obviously he can. Obviously, he could help her. You know, uh, I don't know which is worse: the idea that he's picking up a prostitute, or that there's a young woman who is a foreigner who doesn't understand the ways of the American criminal justice system. And he's like, well, I work for the FBI. And she's like, my father or someone is missing. And he's like, well, come up to my hotel room and tell me all about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Both are gross abuses of power. Yeah, I'm writing the Inspector General. I'm upset about this. That's it for FBI. Um, we can talk about the Property Brothers. So uh, Stone Brother, Jerry, mm-hmm. comes sprinting out of the forest <laughs> that he's been confronting his foot in. Yeah. And his hands are covered in blood. What? I don't remember that. They're covered in blood? That's what it looked like to me. I didn't notice that. It looked like his hands were really red. I assumed that they were covered oh, in blood. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. But he's just screaming, right? And running, right? Yeah, in any case, we don't know. He's running. Yeah. Uh, so an important television moment there. <laughs> a man running out of a forest. Uh, I can just hear your disdain just dripping off of all these comments. It's so funny to me. Uh, so, I mean, that's, I mean, I just, I just tuned it out because I knew, you know, I, I remember there's nothing going to happen uh, for this, this episode. So I, that's funny. I didn't even notice the, the red hands or whatever. Oh, how can you, you, like you said, everything that happens is important. No, I didn't say it was important. I said it had, it serves a purpose. Okay. Well, well, this serves a purpose. He's leaving the forest. Yeah, he's, he's left the forest. Yes. He's still stoned out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other brother, the hotelier brother, mm-hmm. uh, is called upon by Sheriff Truman. Yeah. Sheriff Truman comes to tell this guy, uh, that his grandson, Richard, mm-hmm. uh, killed yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a little boy, hit him with, with a car, mm-hmm. and then he tried to kill the witness. So mm-hmm. earlier we saw this woman that Richard had beaten to within an inch, inch of her life and was in the last part discovered by these kids. Yeah. We see her unconscious in the hospital, but I, it's, it sounds like she must have given some sort of testimony or the letter that she wrote somehow reached the police. Somehow her information has gotten out. Yeah, I, I had the same question. I'm like, how does Truman have this information? Because Chad, what's his name? Chad? Is it Chad, Chad, yeah. Yeah, yeah he intercepted the letter. So. He intercepted the letter. Uh, I mean, it's not clear if he then later revealed it to someone for some reason. Yeah. Uh, or if, I mean, we see the woman is asleep in the hospital. We don't know that she didn't wake up and then just go back to sleep. That's true. But then she flatlines. That's the last shot. Or at least there's some sort of, you know, biometric oh, oh, warning I didn't going on. Line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, something. Oh, she crashed. Yeah, she crashes. That would be the better term. Yeah, something uh, happens, and you know, a scary medical noise starts going off, and that's. Oh, I totally that's missed that. I thought it was yeah. just the, the standard beeping. No, no, no. no. I, I'm, I'm confident that yeah, something, something bad happens, and they cut away to, to Ben. Interesting. All right. Well, then at some point. Uh... I mean, they keep making us think she's dead, and she keeps coming back. So. Maybe she'll be yeah. fine. I don't know. At some point, uh, Sheriff Truman got some sort of tip. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he goes to tell the grandfather, you know, we're looking for him. He's at large. 
Mm -hmm. He killed a little boy, tried to kill the witness. Ben lies, and he says that he hasn't heard from him. And he says that we haven't heard from my grandson since he left. That's true, yeah. Which is incorrect. You would have to bring up the fact that the grandson assaulted his his child, his disabled child and his (laughs) ex-wife. Yeah, right, right. I mean, that has to be mentioned. Because if that's not found out, that's... Yeah. It's pretty bad as well. Yeah, yeah. He no, changes the subject uh, by. Um, <laughs> I'm adding in some uh, so, some dark motivations. But he, find, he, he points out that the uh, key to Agent Cooper's old room at the, uh, the hotel yeah. has been sent uh, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, Would your brother like it? And Truman. Uh, which I have to say, I kind of feel like maybe don't reveal the oh, ongoing yeah. investigation. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was my other point, too. There's two ways you deal with this. You pretend that you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I will give it to my brother, which I thought he was going to do because he's I like, thought for, I thought for sure. Too, his yeah. mind must be like exploding. because Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's bizarre. All this Dale Cooper stuff out of nowhere. And then this key shows up. There's two ways you approach it. One is you quietly take it and then you like run it to the lab and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, this evidence. Mm-hmm. Or you immediately like put it in a bag and you're like, where'd you get it from? Who else has touched it? You're coming downtown. Where exactly yeah. did you get it? You know, I need more information. Uh, <laughs> he just does a middle thing, which is, yeah, I will give it to my brother. By the way, you know that uh, we reopened this case. Funny, huh? How things work. <laughs> Life is full of little mysteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have I mentioned we have a magic map? I'll make sure to check that to see if there's any keys on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good that you told me that you haven't had any touch with your grandson. By the way, we've been discovering hidden truths about our town. Just so you know. Just so you're aware. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't know anything about a Native American heritage, would you? <laughs> you don't have any Native Americans on staff, do you? <laughs> Oh, just it's just the one in town, right? Okay, good, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Truman leaves. Uh, Richard or not Richard? Uh, uh, ben calls in Ashley Judd mm-hmm. and is like, uh, uh, you know, let's send some money to to the hospital for the patient, just to make sure that she's taken care of. And then he, uh, he talks about Richard. Richard never had a father. He talks about his own father. He talks about this this little anecdote about his father gave him a bike. It's a nice mm. little, you know, nice little character development, kind of character building thing. Yeah, you know, he's contrasting his experience with the experience Richard lacked, right? Yeah. Even thinking that's the root of his vile behavior. Who knows? Yeah, right? and honestly, I would have I would have liked it um, because it's an interesting way to explore a character. But these are like, I don't know, third or fourth. <laughs> level characters for the show like i just don't care yeah, yeah, yeah about the hotel brother who at this point is one of what five people that we know that own and operate hotels in this show uh yeah, i would forget if it wasn't a, a huge plaque on his desk yeah. <laughs> oh fine yeah he's he's uh he's self-actualizing good for him um, yeah yeah let's see what else happens speaking of uh father figures Talk about Dougie. Got to mention this. It'll be a quick, quick discussion. Thank God. Uh, Dougie's kid, Sonny Jim, (laughs) poor kid, drags him out to the yard to play catch. 
positions Dougie in the catching position mm-hmm. and then throws a ball towards Dougie and baseball. the ball a baseball, yeah. Maybe it was a softball actually. It looked kind of big. That's true. Uh and hits him in the face. You was it in the, the face? I thought it was the chest. I thought it was just kind it of bounced like the off face him. to me. Maybe it was the shoulder. It was definitely above the chest. Yeah, it just hits him and just falls on the ground. Even um uh like babies and like <laughs> I don't know what's like the dumbest animal, uh, like like flies have like a self protection mechanism. Uh, you throw a ball at 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 a human man and it, it bounces off his face or his maybe his shoulder or something like whatever. <laughs> That's just a little sight gag. That's just a little. Well, it's a little fun for the for the Dougie. Oh, fans. Garrett, it's all important. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, it's not important. It's important. No, it's just, a, it's just to remind you that you know, Dougie's still here, and he's he's still a uh, you know, a American salary man, as you termed. Let's talk about. Uh, let's let's knock this quick one out too. Uh, mm. Trailer park manager. Uh, what's the actor's name? You always you always remember it. Yeah, right? Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, is hanging out, and there's an uh, a, a fellow who lives in the trailer park who's who's got <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, a walker or a cane. Yeah, we do need um, to talk about this. Troubling. This scene is very troubling. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's he's kind of limping, and, uh, yeah, and yeah. Harry Dean Stanton runs up and is like, "Hey, did you just sell your blood for money?" Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> What's it to you? <laughs> um, and he's like, "Look, here's fifty bucks. Don't pay your rent this month because you know you, you you've done other stuff. You've mowed the lawn." Mm-hmm. He keeps repeating it. Don't sell blood for money. Yeah. Um, the the American Blood Donation whatever nonprofit must just have been losing their minds. Can you sell blood for money? You can, yeah, you can. I think you can donate. Uh, I don't know. Then why are why are we giving it away for free to the Red Cross? I I, I remember looking into it uh, in college. Like to do I, like you know. a uh, <laughs> to do it in college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, right? Uh, it's like uh, go it's eat, like, go eat some cookies. You know, donate some blood. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Uh, it's like uh, who is that? Uh, it's like Blagojevich. You know. <laughs> This thing is fucking gold. I'm not going to give it. Just, just give it. Just fucking give it away. <laughs> but I, I love that he. Um, I mean, these, you know, the phlebotomist just must be up in arms. Uh, why can't he sell his blood for money? He's, he's, I mean, I, you, I, I, I don't think this is legal. Oh no 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 no! Yeah, you can. I don't think uh, donate pla- sell plasma. Oh, for sure. It's possible to make up to three hundred dollars per month by donating plasma. I mean, I should start doing this. <laughs> Why not? I got the time now. <laughs> All right. Well, we're only halfway through the episode. <laughs> um, uh, what the hell were we talking about? Okay, we talked about Dougie. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Laura Palmer's mother, mm. uh, who um, we've. Uh, let me think. Obviously, she figured heavily in Firewalk with me. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, Laura Palmer's mother was in, uh, I think, part of um, either part one or two, yeah. watching uh, these animals on TV just like tear into each other. Yeah. Uh, so she's back now. Um, she goes to the grocery store. 
Mm-hmm. And everything's going fine. She's buying uh she she buys out the store supply of uh Smirnoff vodka. Vodka, yeah. And did you see, did you see the other thing that was in her cart? Mm, I can't remember. No. It was a Bloody Mary mix. Oh yes, yes. I did notice that. Yes. And then goes to uh check out and she sees behind the uh the teenage uh cashier mm-hmm. uh and the and the teenage bag boy there's uh beef jerky and turkey turkey, jerky. jerky. Yeah. uh and she's looking at it and she's like really freaking out yeah and uh and and i have a clip actually for us to listen to oh good good, good of good. her of her freak out this actress is phenomenal by the way i love this actress uh the, laura palmer's mother yeah yeah i think she's great uh yeah yeah and 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 what I liked also is that the music comes back that was like the uh maybe like theme from from the Palmer household music I don't know what I would call it yeah I believe but, it's in Firewalk with Me a lot I would call it, maybe maybe I would call it like the Palmer family's theme <laughs> yeah all right I'll play it were you here yeah. when they first came uh yes they brought it in a couple weeks ago your room seems different. And men are coming. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure I know what you mean. I am trying to tell you that you have to watch out. Things can happen. There it is. Right. Something happened to me. Something happened to me. I don't feel good. Stop doing this. Should I call a doctor? Stop doing this. Stop doing this. Leave this place. Find the car key. Find the car key. Get the car key. Get the car key. Get the car key. What? (laughs) You're not a fan of that lean protein, huh? Uh no, I mean she's she's reacting the way I would react too if someone tried to give me turkey jerky. <laughs> Everything's changing. The men are coming. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of uh, hard to make fun of because it's clearly some sort of like PTSD thing where yeah her daughter uh, where where some sort of difference in her routine is setting her off. Mm-hmm. She starts remembering things that have happened. You can hear her talking to herself like get out of here, get the car keys. The men are coming. Uh, men are coming, and then and then I kept uh, the, the the teenager's reaction at the end, where she's like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that girl kind of is probably about the same age as Laura. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, you know, I love my honest reactions. I love this girl <laughs> being like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. And the and then, the, the, boy. the boy. Well, I know where she lives. Yeah. Which is kind of strange. Why wasn't he like, "Hi"? Uh, he just oh, knows where she lives. Well, you know, maybe it's a neighbor that he doesn't interact with. She probably doesn't go out much. Yeah, yeah. Old that's old crazy Mrs. Palmer's house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was married to a demon rapist. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, mm. Later, Hawk goes to the Palmer house. Yeah. Which I have to say, I was proud of myself. I recognize the house that's, from Firewalk with me. That's pretty good. I mean, it's a pretty you know unique looking, very Pacific Northwest kind of house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's when I saw it, you know, it's been a while since we've seen it. I was filled with dread. I mean, that's a place of horror. 
Yeah, and they have this thing where uh, the ceiling fan is spinning upstairs, yeah. and you're yeah. like, ooh, Ex- ceiling fan. Exactly, so, yeah. So Hawk uh, goes, knocks on the door. Mrs. Palmer comes to the door, and he says, I'm here because we've reopened like the, the case, mm-hmm. uh, the Cooper case, which which directly involves her daughter. Yeah. And she's like, well, that's not why you're here. You're, you're here because I freaked out at the grocery store. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you're right. That's really why I'm here. I mean... He could also be there for the Laura Palmer case. And in my mind, that's much more important than what I'm sure is not the first time that she's had a freak out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it doesn't seem like they reopen that case that often. She should be freaking out a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. She, uh, the fact that the fact they were reinvestigating the death of or the disappearance of Dale Cooper and actually, she doesn't know this, but that they found missing pages from her daughter's yeah, yeah. diary that predicted her death. This is very serious for Mrs. Palmer. And none of this is really broached in this conversation. Yeah. Uh, well, it's weird. I mean, if the point of the visit was because of her freak out, it's weird for him to lie about the reason for his visit. Uh with something that's true. With something that's true. That, that she should care about. That she should care about, right. Because then it completely derails the purpose of the visit, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe he thinks they're linked somehow. Maybe that's the point. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so, so something interesting happens. There's a weird noise yeah. in, the, in the house. And he's like, is anyone home? And she's like, no, it's just me. And she's clearly lying. I mean, so, someone's in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, He's looking for some sign from her that she does need help. Yeah. Um, and I thought the actress did a really good job of conveying that she didn't want help. Um, I thought that was clear that she wanted him to leave. Uh, that, that, that was my interpretation of. Uh, all right. I buy that. Yeah. She was trying to be like, she's trying to be mean to him to try to get him to leave. Yeah. She's like, get the hell out of here kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And he knows something's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but I, I felt so <laughs> I felt so sad for for the town for Hawk. I mean, this is this must have been what happened with Laura, right? Um, he must have, you know, he was a deputy when she was being raped, when she was murdered. Yeah, um, he, was he must be thinking he's he's just reliving the entire experience over all over again, right? Um, he he senses something's wrong. He doesn't intervene. He leaves. It's uh, it's it's really tragic, right? The whole. Just even this, um, this little sidebar with Mrs. Palmer. Yeah. I mean, maybe he can't do anything. I mean, he can't walk in. He can't break in. He's still bound by the law. Um, so he leaves. Uh, he says, if there's any you know, trouble, let me know. Um, before we get to the final uh, scene, or the second to final scene, mm-hmm. Oh, actually, let's talk about um, Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they're in the van. It's a little scene. Um, uh, it kind of reveals how, how cartoonishly evil they are, where Tim Roth is like, they're, 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 they're lining up to kill the warden. They've been instructed to kill the warden by, by Dark Coop. They're now they're carrying out that hit. And they joke about Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, Tim Roth is like, I can shoot him in the legs if you want to torture him. And they don't need information. <laughs> They, they, Jennifer Jason Lee's like, and he's he's like, you usually like doing that, right? And she's like, yeah, but I'm hungry. 
let's just do it quick. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they kill him. Uh, they shoot him twice. And uh, basically in front of his kid. Yeah, his, really sad. his kid runs out. Yeah, yeah. More like the father or son theme. In yeah. The episode. And then Tim Roth is like, all right, let's go. And they drive away. So that's done. Another little <laughs> little plot uh, box checked. Yeah. Um, how much time do you want to spend talking about uh, Dr. Alex Jones? Oh, we can we can skip that. No, no. Let's spend a couple minutes talking about it. Tell me, <laughs> what, what did you like about it? <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing as before, right? He didn't say anything new. What was the art for you? <laughs> I'm not giving it an A. Doctor with the red and blue shaded sunglasses who keeps hawking his gold shovel and the woman with the eye patch. Yeah. So it's strange a sentence. I'm trying to mark every strange sentence. <laughs> the woman with the eye patch who is is so obsessed with him she and, and it, yeah. he's trying to buy these gold shovels. Yeah, I mean it's essentially this exact same scene we we've seen before. It's almost a it's almost a shot for shot <laughs> remake of the same it's the ex- scene. It's the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah, I don't know what purpose this one. Yeah, this one should have been cut. There's there's no excusing this one. <laughs> All right. All right, I'll take my W for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then um, I do love it though. I mean, I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, now we get to the last sort of meaty scene, which I have a lot of questions about. I'm not going to have a lot of answers. Yeah. It's a woman and a man. And, and so do we know who these people are? Yeah. So the woman is the woman who everyone's been waiting to see. Huge character from the original show, Audrey. She's okay. the hotelier's daughter. Um, okay. She was kind of like the other cool girl, like kind of like a rival to Laura Palmer. Um, she was a high schooler. I think we even discussed at one point. Um, women throwing themselves at Agent Cooper. Mm. She was the cool high schooler who tried to do that with Cooper. And of course he was like, no, please, you're a child. Get away from me kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but he was like, he was like deputy director David Lynch will, will work with high schoolers, but not me. <laughs> yeah. He'll meet you at the playground. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she was a really big character, and uh, all the fans had been waiting. Um, what's what's going on with her? Like I mentioned before, she was, you know, maybe, you know, maybe she wasn't there for the bomb. Oh my god, <laughs> for the bomb. Yeah, oh, yeah. that might have been Josie, which is a totally different character. Anyways, I love this idea of like <laughs> this event that is so unimportant <laughs> to the series is that literally a bomb went off. Yeah. I mean, it's important to the people obsessed with the plot. I'm here for the, you know, the overarching themes and the, the madness and the darkness and the. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but we haven't seen them yet. No. And 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 then this is her. Uh... Oh, oh, th- this was an important point actually in the in season three, uh, when Dark Coop first comes to Earth. Um, she's in a coma and the doctor said that, I mean, we don't see this. This is recounted to Sheriff Truman from the town doctor who you, you've seen exactly one time. Come on, man. <laughs> and uh, he mentions that uh, Dark Cooper uh, went to her hospital room um, before he disappeared forever. No one ever saw him again. Who? Who, who said this? 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was a. I think during the Skype call that we talked about. Remember the Skype call? Okay. That, I was so distracted by the the pop up monitor. Yeah, that was the scene. That guy, the doctor on the phone, explained all of this to. So he said that Dark Coop. Mm-hmm. What did he say though? Because people don't know that there's two Coops. What did he say? He said he saw the the last time he ever saw Agent Cooper. He saw him at the hospital. And he was walking out, I believe, of Audrey's room. And you had no idea who Audrey was. So I'm sure I mentioned it, but then we just kind of blew past. Well, this is Audrey. And she is the mother of Richard. She's the mother of this guy who's running around killing people. So people theorize that Dark Coop went in there, raped her, and then they birthed, uh, she birthed Richard. Which I feel is a bit of a leap, but that's what some people think. God. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> so that's who this woman is big character but i mean not a big character i mean she's not in firewalk with me she's not in any of part three up until this this moment well there's uh, okay so so the guy is charlie yes we've never seen him before you've never seen this guy before no who's tina so here's the thing yeah <laughs> so so they have this extremely long, drawn-out conversation. None of these characters, yeah. these are all people we've never heard about before. Okay, so let me tell you what I uh, gathered from it. So what you okay. gathered from it is basically what I gathered from it. And probably more, because okay. you probably took notes. I mean, it's just a bunch of nonsense. I'm going to read you my notes. Yeah. A woman staring at a man sitting behind a desk. Do we know who they are? <laughs> they sound like Billy's parents. Okay. Audrey. Good. Audrey's having sex with Billy. Charlie mm-hmm. won't go. Why would he go? Yeah. What's going on? They have a contract. She's reneging on the contract, but they're also married. What is this? <laughs> Chuck told you Tina was the last person to see Billy. Do we know any of these people? Billy saw Chuck stealing his truck. He he calls Tina and he has an incredibly one-sided conversation. Yeah, a long conversation. Yeah. Nothing comes of this. <laughs> uh Okay, so the the truck stealing reference that we saw a truck earlier that uh, remember that was stolen, yeah, <sighs> yeah that that was that was uh, what um, oh my gosh Richard no uh, oh Andy was investigating Andy was investigating a truck that was used in some sort of crime and then there was a guy who was like I'll meet you in two hours but it is my truck but I I don't know about the crime or something yeah then he sprinted back Maybe to that his person shack. was Chuck. I mean, it's possible. I mean, we don't know. That, that, that This is what drives people crazy. I mean, I don't think anyone, I don't know, we'll see. I mean, we're, we're, we're pouring over this so much, maybe we'll find out. But uh, none of this none of this is clear. I think the whole point of this whole scene is, um, what I've decided what it means is Audrey is stuck in this kind of weird, I don't know, in existence. And she's uh, and she's trying to like escape, maybe trying to regain consciousness, but she can't. So she's, she's having sex with Billy. She reveals that in the conversation. Yeah, whoever Billy, but we don't know who Billy is. Isn't Billy uh, from the show? No, 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 we don't know. All, the, all these names are new. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, so it's, it's completely, I mean, it's, it's nonsensical. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, she's confused. We're confused. Uh, the, her husband seems to not be that confused, but. So she's trying to get her husband to go search for someone who's out yeah and she thinks she needs to get to the bang bang bar yeah 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 because he because he might be there mm-hmm. uh 
and then the the husband doesn't want to go because he's tired. He keeps saying that he's tired and he has work to do. Mm-hmm. And then she says, "No, we have to go look for him." Also, by the way, I'm also sleeping with him. Yeah. Why would <laughs> I don't? If my wife was like, get off your ass and go look for this guy, he's in trouble. By the way, I'm having sex with him. I'd be like, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Why yeah. would I help you find him? Yeah, that's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he calls a woman named Tina mm-hmm. and he has a, uh, and thank God she reacts. She she like gets frustrated and she's like, what's going on? What's going on? Because he has an, in, an insanely one-sided conversation. Yeah. I would have recorded it, but it was kind of long. But he's basically like, He's basically like, well, I wanted to ask about what? What? Who did? And then he, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that is very interesting news. I, but then who? Oh, of course. I, well, that's interesting too. I, no, she is here, but no, she doesn't know this. Yeah. <laughs> like all crazy shit like that. Yeah. And then she looks at him and she yells, what happened? What did they say? And then it, it fades to black. Yeah. So uh, it, nothing happened. I mean, no, nothing that happened. Was, yeah. That was like a ten-minute scene. Yeah, it was very long. The amount of first names that were thrown out, it was like it was like one of those uh, logic puzzles, where it's yes. like, yes. Audrey is married to Charlie. Yeah, it's like Charlie it's like you're taking the LSAT. Billy. Yeah, Audrey is having sex with Billy. Oh. The one who has the contract with Audrey is not the one that is missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chuck told Tina that Billy was missing, and so it's like, who is person three? And I'm like, the fuck. Well, the bo- the bear is white because they're at the North Pole. Right, 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 yeah. Um, so uh, well, that was very frustrating. Uh, and that's the point, though. I mean, I think that's the point of the scene. It's supposed to be frustrating. <laughs> so the point of the scene is is you would characterize it as not being important and wasting everyone's time. Uh, I think the point of the scene. <laughs> don't put words in my mouth. All right. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, to quote Doctor Alex Jones, <laughs> shovel your way out of the ship. <laughs> No, I think the point of the scene, I, I've decided that the point of the scene is um, Audrey's trapped. I think she's trapped in some sort of weird nether existence. Um, and it's confusing. And I think it's almost like she's in a dream. And so we get to witness this, all this confusing, all these confusing things flying around her. And they don't make any sense just as she's experiencing it. So, uh, For the purpose of season three, we don't know the character. So, so you're telling me that the point of the scene is to show that a character that you know nothing about is confused? <laughs> so you're right. It does break down. Um, you have to know who the character is for any of this to make sense. I think if you don't, you know, if you, if you, if you went into it like, like you did, I think the point is just to be like, oh, that's weird David Lynch being David Lynch and just kind of just move <laughs> along. Because it's just not going to be a lot of Audrey. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Uh, so then we cut to uh, the Bang Bang Bar. Yeah. We got some uh, some ladies. Uh, and we got the Chromatics playing, but... Um, chromatics are playing uh, for the third time, I think? I think only the second time. Now, I'm going to assume that we don't know these characters either. No, no. They The two girls are asking where Angela is. Angela might be with Clark, but Clark was here with Mary two nights ago. Yeah. And Angela hates her. And Angela is off her meds. And then Trick shows up, this guy. And Trick is freaked out about running, being run off the road. Yeah. And he is like, whoa, man, I almost died. It's crazy. And then he leaves. And then one of the girls is like, man, Trick is pretty attractive. Oh. It's the exact same thing that we just experienced with Audrey. And now we're replaying it with 
a bunch yeah. of people. So at least the people who were into Twin Peaks, at least they knew who Audrey was. Now we don't know who any of these people are. We don't know what they're talking yeah. about. We don't. We, I mean, we don't know anything. So yeah, that's it. Then we get some some chromatics, and then. Uh, uh, so tell me, what did you think of the episode? <laughs> you know, I think um, I think really the only scenes I liked, or I really liked, I should say. I mean, I like it all. I'm not gonna lie. When Ducky gets hit in the face with the ball, you loved it, right? I, I like that. Yeah, that, that that was good. No, I think the uh, Laura Palmer's mom stuff I enjoyed. I thought it was really really interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, because it like feeds into my thesis for the show. But mm-hmm. uh, so that elevates it for me. But yeah, I think this is probably one of the worst episodes, if not the worst. Wow. So, so what's your what's your grade? So I'm gonna give it a B. A B. Oh man. Just a straight B. Yeah. All right. I'm fair, but I'm firm. <laughs> give it a, all the way down to a B. Uh, I'm not going to waste time. This was an F. It was awful. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Your first F. Uh, oh, you gave part eight. You gave part eight an F. Part eight an F. Yeah. The the light and sound show. Yeah, I gave that an yeah, F you as gave well. That an F, yeah. Uh, that's the, uh, that's funny because this is this is a worse episode in such a different way. <laughs> uh, well, they both uh, were boring and uninteresting. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. Yeah. What was the uh, AV club rating? B plus, which is a little higher than last week, if I recall correctly. I think they. I think they've been at B plus a couple of. Okay. A couple of episodes. They gave B minus to the episode I liked a couple of episodes away uh, ago. I mean, not a lot happened in the episode, so. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Nothing happened. I think maybe were they trying to fill the time? I don't know. It was a weird. Uh, it's a weird episode. Man, you have other episodes, and I can't even remember which one it was that we just talked about. Were so dense. It, episode nine was the one that was just crazy plot. It's like yeah, so much happened. Yeah, yeah. And then this is like some plot, but a lot of just like fluff. Why are these girls at the bar talking about bullshit? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. They, I mean, they keep they keep doing this. Ashley, I mean, who cares? Yeah, all these people these are all are these are all people that like won walk on parts in contests. <laughs> are, they, are these the um, are these like the kids of advertising execs? Yeah, they're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, all right, fine, we'll give you we'll we'll do Rolex, but I, you know, my daughter, you know, she's she's at Brown. She really wants to break into acting, so Lynch, you better. You better figure something out for her. The, the Rolex Corporation detonated an atomic bomb for you to film <laughs> for good product placement. You put our watch on the dumbest, least interesting character in the entire show, or you owe me Frost. And Frost is like, well, I'll talk to David. And I was like, no one can reach David. <laughs> Off the grid. Frost is like, okay, uh, I'll write something. Uh, he's like, yeah, you're going to make my daughter look cool. All right, all right. I'll, we'll put it and see what you thought. Yeah, I love the idea that that Lynch is the artiste and Frost is just you know locked in a dungeon somewhere, just hammering out pages, <laughs> trying trying to put all this together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, David, what are your thoughts for tonight's episode? Well, Audrey's a woman in trouble. <laughs> David, I don't even remember who Audrey is. What? <laughs> Uh, just make sure I have a scene with a hooker. <laughs> and she has to be really into me. Oh, David. <laughs> there's no way that could justify. <laughs> sure, it can feel sometimes Like the distance isn't so great That we can 